Welcome everyone to the Thursday edition of the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe, comment, do all of the things at RWVegan on Twitter, at Right Wing Vegan on Parlor. Follow us there for pithy comments and fun. So it's Thursday, guys, and it feels like the country is on path to shut down again. It really does. I have to tell you, that's that's my own personal opinion. And that is based on the climate that I've been experiencing in my state. We had an address from our governor. I will not tell you what state I'm from. If you follow me on Twitter, you might be able to figure it out. That is scary. I don't want you to know where I'm at. I've definitely commented before on that, but I don't like it. I don't want you to know. I'm in secret. I'm in a secret bunker in an undisclosed location, okay? Stay out of here. Stay out of here. But anyways, our governor, our illustrious Republican governor, who shall remain nameless for this conversation, had an address yesterday, and essentially what it leads me to believe is that we are headed for more lockdowns. I'm sorry, it does. When when the government is starting to tell you things like, oh, you need to limit the amount of people you have in your house. You shouldn't be dancing or playing games. You shouldn't be having a good time. This is not a good time. I, I get weary. Look, we did this same thing in April. Okay, so I'm watching this address last night. And I'm getting so pissed because this is the same crap they were telling us back in April that we got to slow the spread. And you know what? The American people did it. They, we did it. We hunkered down. We did what we thought was right at the time. We've been wearing your masks. We've been doing everything that we can do. Now listen to me. Now you're coming back and you're saying the same things you said in April all over again. We're back to the conversation about slowing down the spread. Are you freaking kidding me? Did I get in a time machine and warp back to April? I mean, it has been warmer outside. Maybe I did and I'm just unaware of that. Maybe I found a DeLorean, got in. Maybe I was drugged. Maybe somebody drugged me and then and then they they physically dragged me into a DeLorean and took me back in time and I just don't know because I'm I'm watching these press conferences and it's like I'm back in April. It's like we're back in April all over again. This is insane stuff, guys. I can't be the only one that feels this way. And, and my governor can't be the only one who's doing this. What I, th- what I find so hypocritical about this is that people are having these these celebrations about Biden. Nobody says a word about it. And now we're back to lockdowns. You shouldn't have weddings or funerals or, or dinners or celebrate holidays, but it's okay to go out on the street and dance around like some freaking jackass with all your white friends and celebrate Joe Biden's victory. What the hell is that? What the people and people are starting to notice because I've noticed more and more speech from people about that, about the hypocrisy. Yeah, welcome to the party, you freaking idiots. We've been telling you all along about the hypocritical bullcrap that's been going on. BLM protests are okay, but protesting government lockdowns is not okay. This is sickening. It's so sickening. And it's sickening how many of the American people have become sheep. We just get in line. It's so frustrating. I've talked about it on this show before. I'm not going to go over it again. It's just frustrating. I'm frustrated. I'm over it, man. And Joe Biden said, he said, before we even voted for him, he said, I might lock you down again. I'm going to listen to the scientists as if they know, as if they've proven to know. The CDC changes its mind every six hours. 
I'm going to listen to the scientists. Oh, okay, great, Joe. Tell us how that works when the economy goes to, to nothing. Shut down for six weeks? Are you freaking kidding me? Who's, bi- who's small business can survive? I feel sorry for the small businesses in states that have never opened up. What are you? How are you guys even surviving? Just move. Get the hell out of there, man. Move. Go to a better state. Go to a better state. I saw Mississippi was talking about secession, and I thought to myself, ugh, I'm jealous. Anyways, let us talk about uh, something I noticed. Something I've noticed for a long time, and I've, I've been like circling circ- circ- I've been circling my thoughts, circling my thoughts. Wow, I said that weird. That was like a brain schism right there. That was weird. I've been circling my thoughts on this because what the left is doing and what they've done is they've they've married identity politics with the idea of a victim class, okay? And they've taken this and they've run with it and they've sold it to you. So I've noticed something, obviously. And I noticed it again when I saw the Biden celebration videos. These are all young white people. They're all young white people. Most of them wearing designer clothing, dancing around and celebrating. They look so stupid. They don't realize how stupid they look. They don't care how stupid they look. They're all so weird. And I wonder to myself, what in the hell happened here? Now, I've been wondering that for a long time. What in the hell happened here? And it's obvious. But it's kind of a hard message to convey. It's hard to convey to people because it's not like deep-seated level of conspiracy, but it kind of is, right? Like, you have to go way, way back. Way, way back to the 70s, the 60s and 70s when Marxism was was really high and, and a little popular. And you have to you have to understand that a lot of these beatniks, a lot of these these people who really embraced socialism and Marxism back then, they never got over it, man. And these same gray haired, long ponytailed F wads are now professors at universities. Because when you can't get a real job doing doing something that's actually productive for society, you become a professor at a university. And Many of these professors are teaching your kids this dogma that they picked up back in the 60s. So when I, when I on Twitter, speak out about education and how one of the most important things that we as a society, as we as Americans, need to do is reform our education. It's one of the biggest issues that needs to be addressed. Trump was addressing it. Biden will not. I promise. Biden, Biden is going to take anything, any progress that Trump has made, Biden is going to remove it. He has said so. He is not pro school choice. School choice is a big deal, man. It's a big deal for African Americans and the African American community, and it's a big deal for people who don't want their kids to heads to be full of America's bad dogma. Now Marxism is clearly bad right it's never succeeded it doesn't succeed when it's when it's applied you can write all these words on paper and you can make it all sound so good and you can talk about the working class and you can pretend like you care about that 
But the truth is, and reality is, it doesn't work when it's applied. Okay? Take a look at the Soviet Union, right? The Soviet Union ran into issues, okay? They ran into several economic issues. But the problem is, Marxism sounds great on paper, but it always leads to despotism. It always leads to authoritarianism. So does socialism. Take a look at every applied version of this. Nine out of ten times, it ends in authoritarianism. But it's easy when you're a kid, when you're young, and your mind is forming. It's easier for you to 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 read what's on paper and then make, make sense of that. Like, I can read about equality and the working class, and I can read about how... Um, the, the means of production should be owned by the state because when you start to tie that in with equality, when you just read that on paper, it all sounds so flowery and nice. And then when I have some gray-haired, ponytailed professor talking above me about this, grading me based on this, fully indoctrinating me you know, into this being being what works, then I, I, I'm going to believe it because I'm not being taught about the real-world applications of this and how it's failed. At the same time that you're teaching me about this, you're also teaching me that America is a bad place. You're teaching me that America is systemically racist. You're withholding all of the success that America has had. You're withholding the fact that we, we really are responsible for making huge advancements in civil rights, and America's responsible for that, in Western society. As a young nation, it did not take us very long to realize the ills of our ways and to correct those. It took other Western civilized, you know, civilized countries a lot longer in their history to figure this out. But because we are a progressive nation, we're a liberal nation, we, we overcame this rather quickly, rather, rather quickly in our history. Okay. It might feel, you know, it, it, yes, too long. It took us too long. No one disagrees with that. But in our history, we are a young country. We are a young nation and we solved the problem pretty early in our history. But they're not taught that. They are not taught that it was a Republican president who freed the slaves. They're not taught that. They're not taught the truth about the two parties. So they believe myths like the great switch. The parties just switched their ideology. And that's a myth. It's not true. But they're not taught that. And I know that because in, in, when I was in high school, they taught us that the two parties switched. But that's a myth. It's a myth. It's not true. So what the left has done, what these old gray-haired professors who are teaching our kids have done, is that they've married identity politics. So, so separate us into tribes. Okay? You're black. You're white. You're gay. You're straight. You know? They, they've separated us into these tribes. And then they've, they've turned one tribe into a victim. So they've taught this group of people, no, you are different. 
And not only are you different, you are treated differently because you are different. And, and manipulating us psychologically to believe that is actually rather easy. Because you dote on us for being the victim, and you offer us a solution to that victimhood. You know, we all are seeking something in life, right? We all want purpose. And many of us, because Western civilization has pulled away from Christianity, and whether you believe Christianity you know, is the way or not, whether you are a Christian, Western civilization was founded on Christian ideals and beliefs. Um, it just was. Many of our morals come from our from Christian values, whether you are a Christian or not. Those morals come from the Ten Commandments. So to, to step away from that leaves a hole in society. It leaves a hole in, in man's heart. And man desperately spends its time trying to fill that hole. And what these people have realized is that you can use that against our youth. Because when you're young, that is when you seek purpose and drive more than than ever. You tend to find it in your 30s. At least responsible people do. But you spend a lot of your young years seeking that, right? You're very impressionable. You feel different because you, you're changing. You're changing mentally. You're changing physically. High school is rough. It is a class system. Uh, you know, you have your popular kids and you have your not popular kids. So you're already existing in a class system. And that's the other thing. That's the other reason why they... they they approach the youth with this message is because when you're, you know, your, your opinion of a class system, you, you know, whether you realize it, you will realize subconsciously that you are in a class system because you see the hierarchy in high school. You got your jocks, you got your popular kids, you got your goth kids at the bottom or whatever. And and, then there's a hierarchy there and you know, your place in the hierarchy and your, your opinion of the hierarchy is based on your place. So feeding you with this idea that class systems are bad, you know, we need to solve these problems. It's very easy for a high school kid to see that, especially one that might be in a lower class, and think, yeah, this is awful. I can't live my life this way. If this is how society is organized, we need to do something about that. So all of that makes sense, and that's why they target the young. Young are impressionable. Young are looking for purpose and drive. These people offer you purpose and drive, in, in the form of, you're a victim, we have the answers for you, and you need to fight for your, your, your class. And that's your purpose. You're, you're fighting for others who are victimized like you. Now, if you're young and wealthy and white, you know, you desperately want to be part of a victimized class, which is probably why you see an increase in individuals who are becoming trans. And individuals who identify as homosexual, or in individuals who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, you're seeing that because we are taught that being a victim is cool. So, these kids, these high school kids, want to be victims. It's crazy. As an adult, as a 35 year old adult, I can sit here and I can go, "That is crazy. Why do you want to be a victim? Be a victor, not a victim." But that's not how the youth sees it, because they're being fed this narrative that victimhood is cool. 
This is why when you look at BLM protests, when you see them on the news, when you see these these Biden dance parties, whatever the hell these are, when you see protests in general, it's always young white kids. It's always young white kids. That's always the majority. You have a few of the gray beards and the gray ponytails out there with them, but mostly it is white kids. Now, why is that? Well, I just explained that to you. These are the individuals that are being targeted. These are who are being indoctrinated. We need at conservative culture, conservatives. Yes, we need to keep our, our focus on politics because they're, they're trying to weasel their way in. And we see that. But we need to shift some of our focus to two things. Two of the things that, that our youth are impressioned by. And that is our educational system, which needs extensive reform. And I am going to make that a huge part of what I'm advocating for. And Hollywood. Now, Hollywood is another story. Hollywood is also full of Marxists, okay? And Hollywood has a huge hold on our youth because a lot of what is cool, a lot of what escalates you to those upper classes in the class system that is high school is Hollywood. Hollywood teaches you what is cool, what is acceptable, and then you apply that to your class system in high school. And then the people in the upper classes are the ones who embrace Hollywood and what Hollywood teaches you, and they can afford that. They can afford the things that make you cool, and then, then those below you can't. And that's how they they work their way down in the class system. So Hollywood is very impressionable on kids. Hollywood teaches kids what's cool, what they should advocate for. And you got to wonder, what, what, you know, what's in it for, for the wealthy? Why is the wealthy so adamantly against capitalism? It doesn't make any sense, right? The wealthy should be pro-capitalism. That's where they make all their money. That's why they've been able to flourish is because of capitalism, right? Well, the truth is, when you shift to socialism, it's typically not the wealthy who becomes oppressed. The wealthy, the proletariat, they tend to be the oppressors. If the government controls the means of production... The government is still going to need someone to produce. Do you find it convenient that when we did these shutdowns, small businesses were forced to close, but big corporations were allowed to stay open? Amazon's profits are crazy this year. Do you think that's a coincidence? Now, do you think it's a coincidence that Jeff Bezos is a big Democrat? He donates a lot of money to left-wing causes. You think that's a coincidence? No, it's not a coincidence. There is no coincidence when it comes to this. The big money is behind these left-wing politics. The big money is behind this turn to socialism. And you have to ask yourself why. Because when they say everything is equal, they, they mean for you. They don't mean for them. They know that those in power tend to flourish under socialism. Because when you control the means of production, you control everything. And they know that. And that's why a few are really pushing hard for it. You should question that. That's okay to question that. You are not a conspiracy theorist for asking questions that should be asked. 
You're just a human being with a brain at that point who has eyes that work. Now, we were close because of COVID to defunding Hollywood. Hollywood is losing its grip on the culture. It really is. But Hollywood donates a lot of money to the Democrat Party. And when the Democrat Party takes power, they're going to give money back to Hollywood. They're going to do everything they can to ensure that Hollywood flourishes because Hollywood is a huge arm to indoctrinate our youth for them. It is. Now, some conservatives have noticed this and they've taken stands against it. Right? Andrew Breitbart was a big one who noticed this. He took stands against it. Charlie Kirk, you know, Turning Point USA, they're getting in with the youth. They're trying to make sure they're waking people up. That's what we need. Candace Owens. These people are paramount to our, our advancement. But we should also be soldiers. We should pick up the sword and the shield. And we should go out there and take our youth back. And the way we do that is by reforming our education and the way we handle education and controlling Hollywood. Taking the power away from Hollywood to indoctrinate our kids. Turn the TV off, man. Don't go see a movie. Don't give the movie theaters money. Don't give big, don't subscribe to Disney Plus. Yeah, you'll miss a season of The Mandalorian. Trust me, it's it's average anyways. It's not that great. I know you haven't seen good Star Wars in a long time, so you think The Mandalorian is like the best thing ever. It's not, man. It's average storytelling dressed up in Star Wars. And because Star Wars has been so abused, The Mandalorian looks like a godsend. We make mistakes when we assume that our political class is actually in charge. This is why they hated Donald Trump so much. Because Donald Trump wasn't playing their games. Donald Trump was never the plan. But he won. And then they spent four years trying to take that win back from him. And they couldn't. And now they've potentially rigged an election to take it, take it back. And they may succeed this time. Now he's fighting. The election lawsuits provide a path for Trump to win, one of a few ways. Under normal circumstances, I would never be for taking advantage of of some of these systems. They're there, and he should use all of the legal means to, to stay in power, but I'm to a point now that I, I may want him to go a little above that because I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. I, I know what Joe Biden plans on doing. He's, he said it out loud. I know that the people who are behind him are talking about making lists and committees and truth and reconciliation commissions and and all kinds of things. And when you start getting there, you're not talking about gulags, but man, you're one step away. Re-education camps and gulags are one step away from the conversation these folks are having. And I'm not going to stand for that. If we get to that point, I'd say Donald Trump do whatever he needs to do to keep power because I am not going to stand for that. No, no way. No way. First of all, I don't trust the election results. And I'm not going to unless they give me a reason to. A lot of it doesn't make common sense. It doesn't pass the smell test. I've said this before and it doesn't. But you see the narrative. The narrative is they, they've, they've taken a while to wake up to the fact that Trump has a path. And now they see that. So they, they're once again using the media arm that they have to control the narrative. And the narrative now is coup. You're going to hear the word coup a lot in the next two weeks. As the media wakes up, they're going to start pushing the narrative that Donald Trump is is forming a coup. No, he's taking the legal actions that he has afforded by the Constitution. There's no coup. Now, if all of the legal 
avenues fail and the results are certified and Donald Trump refuses to step down, that's a coup. But right now, he's not. There's there's no coup, okay? This is just them trying to control the narrative by using words that are scary. They do it all the time. I want to address a reader email before I log off here, and I'm not going to say the individual did not give me their name, and I'm not going to say their email address out loud because that would be crazy. But the gist of the email that I got, it was a question, and the question was, does Donald Trump still have a chance? And what do I think that chance is? I think Donald, I mean, I just kind of covered it. Donald Trump does still have a chance here. He could win some of these lawsuits and a lot of these mail-in ballots can be thrown out. They could prove fraud. I mean, there's a lot of evidence. And the courts could decide something there. They could decide that the the election is illegitimate in certain states and, and pass it off to state legislators to make the state legislatures to make the decision that could happen or he could just drum it all up we get into a lawfare victory where it goes to the supreme court because we don't meet the deadline the certification deadline and the supreme court says it's going to the legislatures all of that could happen all of that could happen these are paths he could take what do i think his chances are slim i do I don't want to say it, but I think it's true. He has a slim path to victory. Now, if his chances are so slim, why am I so optimistic? I don't know the answer to that, but I am. I think the momentum has changed. It is now behind him, right? We're finding more and more evidence. The more and more evidence we find, the more and more disappointed I am that we allowed ourselves to get here, but the more and more excited I am that maybe he has a chance of keeping power. And at this point, I don't want to be one of these Trump you know, backers who says, damn the system, throw it all out, throw it in the garbage, Trump forever. No. I also don't want to be thrown in a gulag. It's kind of weird because we've created a situation where you almost have to take a side. There is no middle ground here. I guess the middle ground right now is let let it all play out. But even that's taking a side because they're going to say, oh, you support Trump and his coup. And if you don't support Trump, you support Biden, then they're going to say, ah, you're abandoning Trump and you support Biden. You, you almost, we're, we're almost forced into a weird spot where we have to take sides. And it does scare me as to di- the direction this country's going. I don't know that these fences can be mended at this point. seems like there is zero interest from both sides in doing that. I certainly don't want to mend fences to somebody who wants to add me to some truth and reconciliation commission list. That's for sure. I would give Donald Trump at this point a 25% chance. Because it is a lot of Hail Marys. I mean, he's going to have to to reverse the results in several states at this point, not just one. Now, I'm not saying he can't. Pretty good chance in Michigan. Pretty good chance in Pennsylvania. Moderate chance in Wisconsin. Moderate to slim. Very moderate to slim in Arizona. And moderate to slim in Georgia. So he needs to pull off a moderate to slim victory in order to get this to happen. Now, the Supreme Court could hear one of these cases, determine that all votes weren't treated equally, and throw out a bunch of mail-in ballots, which would affect all of the states, and that would give Trump the victory. That's also a possibility. Don't forget that three of the Supreme Court justices were on Bush's legal team. John Roberts, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Don't forget that two of our justices have grudges. Potentially. Clarence Thomas with Joe Biden, well-deserved grudge. And Justice Kavanaugh with uh, Kamala, 
Well-deserved. If these people decide to take their revenge, they could. Now, I'm not going to just, you know, put their honor into question. I'm not going to say they would do that. Of course not. They've proven, uh, specifically Kavanaugh has proven, that he can break the conservative mend and go the other direction. But I don't know that I'd blame them if they did. Kamala was real crappy to Kavanaugh during that hearing. She was one of the worst. It's the reason why I hate her so much. And Joe Biden was a complete bag of tools with Clarence Thomas. You can look that up if you want to see more about that. But those are my thoughts there. Now listen, on tomorrow's show, we're going to look at some of these legal challenges. We're going to do more of an in-depth examination of some of the lawsuits that have been filed and talk through some of the chances. What do we think the chances are? Kelly might be on the show. She might not. There's a little bit of a weird COVID situation there, like I said. So it might just be me again tomorrow. But if it is, we'll have a good time. I want to thank you guys for listening. And we're going to dive into a lot of this stuff more, okay? The education system, Hollywood, how I think the left is playing identity politics against us. We might have four years to talk about all of this. And we'll have plenty of examples over those four years of how this is happening. Hopefully not. But we might. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Please follow me on Twitter at RWVegan. Please follow me on Parlor at RightWingVegan. And you can contact me, DM me, and I will answer. If you want to be a guest on the show, contact me too. We, we haven't had guests, but we would love to. Um, I'm open to anybody, honestly, liberal, conservative, anybody. I would love to have a conversation with all of you. So thank you very much. I will talk to you guys again tomorrow.